0: Welcome to the Ambitious Tribe Podcast with your chief encourager, Cassie Pajarillo. It's time to drive ambition and build a better business with a plan that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Now for your host, Cassie Pajarillo.
1: Hey, this is your host, Cassie, and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Tribe Show, where we talk to powerful, driven, and ambitious entrepreneurs of our generation. As of recording, it's the height of Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Congratulations, the Philippines, for bagging the very first gold medal. Congratulations, Heidi Diaz. You are truly such an inspiration. Thank you. And what is a better way to actually celebrate such a prestigious global event? Of course, let's have a conversation with an Olympian. They're driven and ambitious. It is of such honor to have this person in our show. She is a former mentee of mine, a fellow lover of LinkedIn, a mother of wonderful boys. This person inspires and is currently coaching international businesses, executives, and athletes to redefine the new psychology of winning and leading, using her sports legacy and African soul of blueprint. Pleased to introduce you, the four-time Olympian with over 20 years on the track, representing France and Equatorial Guinea, Reina. Floor of Cody. Bonjour mon ami. Je ne peux parler français. <laughs> Okay, my French ends there. Okay, so hi Reina. How are you? Bonjour Merci,
2: Merci beaucoup. <laughs> thank Merci. you so much for thank you so much for inviting me and uh, wow, what an introduction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I, of course, you are such a driven and ambitious woman yourself. And this past few years that we have known each other, you have gone through a lot of hurdles, but those hurdles are nothing compared, of course, to everything that you have done and this legacy that you have built for yourself. So, thank you again for being here with us. So, Reyna, the very first question I always ask all of those guests that I have is this who is Rena many milestones or
2: many moons ago? Thank you for asking me this question. It, it's a wonderful question to start because for those who don't know me, so I'm, I'm going to introduce myself again. I am Rena Floro and I come from a very beautiful country come, uh, in Africa, which is Equatorial Guinea. And when I was three years ago, I moved to France, uh, follow, followed my parents who came as a student. Uh, the reason why I moved from Africa to Europe is because the situation in my country was difficult. There was a lot of threats due to colonization, post-colonization and then a um, kind of a dictatorship situation. So it was no longer a safe place, unfortunately for us to stay there. So this is why I came to France and it was a very, very special transition because I moved from a tropical island to the east of France, which is very mm-hmm. cold and windy and snow. <laughs> so that's that's the story. And um, when I was 13 years old, I discovered a talent that I really didn't uh, know I had. And uh, I my, my sports teacher, uh, he's the one who saw my talent. And I think he was observing me at school. And he saw this potential. And one day he asked me, do you want to come to do a competition and run? I was like, oh, yes, okay, why not Let's do that? But I can't run, I don't even have shoes. He said, don't worry, you just run. And that's how the story started. I run like Forrest Gump. I always say that because I never ran before. And I ran the race and I won it. And then I won the second race. And then I won the, the national race. And then I was the best in my, in my country. And... Long story short, I have become a four-time Olympic athlete, as you said, and win most of the um, uh, national championships in the one hundred meters service. So this is where I was before. And in two thousand sixteen, I decided it was time to end up this career because I was thirty years old, thirty-six years old. I had already a, 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 a son, my, my my first child, my firstborn was an olymp is an Olympic Olympic children because I. Olympic child, sorry, because I, I gave first nine months uh, before going to the Olympics. And then I decided to make this transition to really support others to deep, deep, um, unleash their own empowerment.
1: So having said that, do you encourage your children to become Olympians themselves? Are you also training them?
2: <laughs> wow, what a question. It's a very interesting question, you know, because it's exactly what I'm on a journey. I'm really on a journey to to disrupt the the competition mindset. And this is a very interesting conversation because we still are in this area where we want to get rid of this mindset of kill the game, go or go home, no pain, no gain, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. to inspire people include children to be strong and, and fearless and and bold you know and this is something that for me is we need to shift this so in one sense being an Olympian is is that is to promote the beauty of sports the beauty of humanity and it's not about winning it's about showing up and doing your best Of course the victory is, the greatest gift that you can have as a reward of all your work, but it's not that you come to win that is going to make you win. So to answer your question, I really want to inspire my kids to become Olympian in their mind and supernatural being in their, in their whole being.
1: So it's really more on, I mean, what I'm hearing and understanding from you is if they wanted to become Olympians themselves, then okay, you're going to support them. Otherwise, it's really more on their well-being and their mental health that you're really wanted to journey on and help them with and win within their own battles. Is that
2: correct? Yes, I really want to train them and start from now on to really keep that uh, energy of pure consciousness and limitless capacities based on the energy of joy, happiness, mm. grace, flow, you know, and this is where all potentials are created and expressed. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to show anything. You don't have to demonstrate anything. And of course, when we grow up, we develop certain patterns which are in heritage from our culture. So it's gonna, it, it is quite difficult not to follow what you heritate. But I'm, I'm really conscious about that and this is what I want to do. I want my children to be, to, I want to train them to be really happy in everything that they do.
0: Yeah,
1: happiness. Totally. I totally agree. You know, Raina, I remember when we first met as well, it was also the peak of me journeying also into um, pivoting the business and all. And one thing that struck me most that I always tell myself since I was well, I can't say that I'm an athlete myself in like super athlete, but I was into sports as well. And one thing that stuck into my mind since I was young, which when we met also kind of like really validated the thought of if you want something really, really bad, you got to train like an athlete, you got to stick to the game, you got to stick to you know the mental capacity, your health, your wealth, and overall, in order for you to get into the space that you wanted to be in. And when we met and I learned that you were an Olympia, and I was like, oh my goodness, I think the universe is saying that, hey, all the more you gotta train like an athlete, Cassie. You gotta, you know, do the work, you gotta do the reps, you gotta, you know, stick to the plan and just, you know, just, just keep on showing up and get to improve yourself one step at a time. And thank you for letting me know that you're not pushing your children, but rather you're encouraging and inspiring them to become happy because only when they are happy from what I'm learning from you is that this is where, when and where they get to win their own Olympic, you know, <laughs> challenge.
2: Yeah. It's very simple. A simple example is to find joy in everything. Like, like when, you, when you're when doing a, a play or a race and you really think you, you're happy to do that race and you only think about the joy of racing, you know, but not the, the tension of having to, to do it. I really, I really try to use the energy of playing because they are, all, they are in, they are three years old and five years old. So this is really the perfect age to to be able to to deep dive into this mindset of pure consciousness. Right.
1: And since it's already Olympics um, Olympics 2020, I, I read into your Instagram something about normalizing women competing, even if they are pregnant. Um, can you walk us through more of that belief that you have and the advocacy of really standing tall for us women?
2: Yes, there, there is a lot of pressure uh, for women uh, until today in this concept of motherhood and giving birth to a child. Because we so much want to deliver. And when we say deliver, we can also think about performance. And then we think that if we don't have, if we have a children, we won't be able to do that. So Mm -hmm. we kind of uh, delayed this moment for having children. And that's the truth, even in top sports. Many women, they choose not to have children because they think, we think, it's not the right moment because if we have a child right now, we won't make it. But it's not true. But it is it is the pressure of the environment where we are in, which is hyper-competitive, that kind of makes us separate from who we truly are as women, we are really for those who can and for those who are willing, we are made for that. I I have respect for, for women who simply say, I'm not made for that. I'm not willing to be a mother. This is another conversation. But when you know that in your heart, you want to become a mother, but you know that you can't because you have to deliver a performance, then this is where we get trapped into this Difficulties of having to accept the patriarchy uh, system. So this is something that I really realized with myself and many female athletes. But now we start to take our power back. We really start to take our power back. And I think in that sense, female sport is a um, great—it's a great motivation for other women because actually. The body is so much transformed. How can you get back so fast? You can get back in shape after three months if you follow the process. Mm. It is, so this is also something very encouraging that female athletes can show without pressure, without forcing, without training four hours a day. You can be pregnant and come back and be ready again. So what makes you have this effortless kind of pregnancy and delivery? It's all about mental training and nutritional also, of course.
1: Yeah, I totally so, agree. Yeah,
2: go ahead. This is really where we are now. And many female athletes, they want to, to open their mouth now. They really want to talk about it and to say, we can do it, we know how to do it, and we ha- always have been doing that. I mean, even when the, the first Olympic Games were in 1928, there was this Dutch woman, she was called Fanny Blankenster, she, she was a mom, and she was a mom, and she was going to the Olympics. Uh, Griffith Joyner, the fastest woman in the 100 meters, her, 100 meters, she was also a mom. Yeah. Um, I can give you other names. There were most of the women who were competing at the Olympic Games were already mothers. So we have always managed. So now, just like uh, many people say, now it's not that in sports we were fighting to be equally, be, to be accepted. Now we are not fighting anymore to be accepted. We are fighting for equity. That's equality. So mm. equality every woman should be treated as we wow. as men. And, mm-hmm. and, and if we have children, we want that we are also respected and not that our contract ends, for example.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to connect this also with real-life situations in the professional world. Um, it is illegal actually to base your decisions to hire, let's just say, if you want to become a C-level, right? C-suite level. And when you're hiring and then suddenly you find out, oh, this woman, she is C-suite level. Um, um, I mean, she can be, she can, she's fit for being a CEO, CMO, CFO, or even whatever. Right. And, but because, oh, you're having a baby, I'm sorry, but we can't have you. And it's just sure.
2: unfair that's why sports is a great way to show of course you can have that person because she's a super champion Mm -hmm. and the fact that you become a mom and you're going to do the career you follow is the proof that you are totally the good fit for that kind of position Mm -hmm. because you're able to handle pressure i know women at that level who were taking the flight with their children just born breastfeeding and breastfeeding them and going to the job interview just after that and succeed at the job interview. So the problem is not the capacity of doing. Actually, we are fully capable. (laughs) Very capable, right.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree that we have to, just like what you said earlier in the backstage when we were discussing, that it's time to disrupt this competition and bring consciousness in the world of performance and redefine it right and i love it that you're an olympian you are very steadfast you have a your mental mindset is is very very strong and focused that no you know no barrier or or anything else is going to stop you from wanting and doing what you know that you can do so whether in sports or in leadership now Now that, I I mean, you've mentioned that you are serving leaders, women, C-suite 11, and I love this. I think this is the best part wherein I truly wanted to dive deeper because I'm all for work-life integration. Um, So, Reina, as an athlete yourself, what are the qualities that An athlete has that can be relatable as well to women in performance in whether they're leaders of as an entrepreneur or as a CEO or a professional in the corporate world,
2: what are the what are the yeah. I'm going to talk about the three pillars of health, which are mental health, physical health and nutritional health, these are like a chair with four legs, you remove one of them and you are game over. For top athletes, it's non-negotiable. We cannot afford not to master these three pillars. And we are at the core of them. We are the center of it. So for me, it was a journey, of course. Now I can talk very clearly about how to master these three pillars, how to gain your mental well-being, mental awareness, how to be absolutely fit physically, how to understand how to eat, according to your fundamental needs because it must be personalized it should not be something that other people follow or other trains follow and this is what top sports has taught me so athletes just like leaders they are like athletes it's about mastering these three pillars and keep practicing practicing them on a daily basis that is going to help us to get that gold medal, but not a gold medal based on suffer, suffering. So yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: and run, yeah. And you run,
2: and you finally, you cross the line, and, and you are done. Sorry, this is my, my guess. <laughs> so this is what I, I, I really talk about. So, for example, mental health. We just talked about it. In top sports, when you interview young people and you ask them, what are you going to do to the Olympics? They will say, I'm going to win, not to participate. Mm. Why do you why do you why do you say that to, 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 to a young person? If you if you if you are a leader of a company, and you ask your people, what are you going to do today? And they say, I'm here to win, I'm not here to participate. The same conversation is going on. It's the conversation on how do you manage your emotions and what kind of energy do you use on the pursuit of your goal? So this is really something important because the major question I'm asking here is, how much do you want to pay? At what cost, what is the price of the victory? How far can you go until you have reached your goal? And that's the fundamental question. So that's, that's one thing.
1: You know, I totally agree too that whether you are in sports or as a professional or whatever um, occupation that you have, something that I learned also in sports is that everything is a mindset um, and then everything else follows. Uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be complicated, but there's so much awareness as well in terms of reaching that goal that we may have. Um, and you're right about those three pillars. And you've mentioned it's mental health,
2: nutrition, and what's the other one? Physical health. Physical so health. So a little bit about mental health. Nutritional health is more about personalized health approach. And what sport, Top Sports has taught me is to check my DNA, so to go through a DNA test, to follow integrative medicine. Because integrative medicine, it uh, so it is based on nutrigenomics um, ep, um, and epigenetics. Yeah. So epigenetics is the understanding of your genetics based on your environment. So it is really precise. And nutrigenomics is how to fuel yourself, based on the, the the answers of your body. What's really inside your body? How are your genes behaving? How, what kind of nutrients are best for you? So this is what is nutrigenomics. And then you know what kind of supplements to take also because in this industry of nutrition, of pharmacology, there is so much, you don't know where to find the truth. And many athletes get trapped in this. And that's why they, they have also problems with stalking,
1: for example. Hey, Driven and Ambitious, do you dig today's topic? Well, I'm interrupting my own episode to invite you to apply for the free private training through www.cassiepajarilu.com, where you get to learn how to have a powerful profile online as you turn your network into paid high-ticket clients with a plan. If you're still scratching your head on how to make LinkedIn and social media work for you, this training has helped coaches, consultants, private practitioners, and content creators adopt digital transformation, have systems, processes, and structures in their practice, and be amazing, profitable CEOs online. By the end of the training, you'll walk away with a deeper understanding implementable way forward and a roadmap for your online coaching or consulting businesses that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Remember, there are no glass ceilings and you can definitely prioritize work-life integration. Apply today at www.cassiepajarillo.com. Link is in the description box below. Can't wait to see you there. And now let's get back to today's episode.
2: So for nutrition, we all are concerned with that. We all can learn about personalised health and how to find what is best for us based on how DNA and based on nutrigenomics and epigenetics. And for the physical health uh, pillar, it's more to understand what kind of body type you are, what kind of energy type you are. If you have the energy of a Kenyan who can handle long distance running, then that would be perfect for you to go on long distance running. But if you are more like a lion, a tiger, who can only sprint 200 kilometers an hour, but for, for one minute. <laughs> so maybe to go for long runs is not the best fit for you, you know? So there are many trends in sports. But one that I know is really important is to take care of our articulations. So through yoga or Pilates, this is something that is really helping all of us to have a good functional body. This is one thing, and the second thing is to find ways to do a little bit of cardio, but not heat cardio, but a minimum, effortless cardio. And for example, there is this trend which is called slow jog. So it, um, it's it's the Japanese invented this 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 word slow jog. that you, you jog you jog so slow that yeah. your heart doesn't go higher than it stays very low. But actually it all the system is working and the whole system is 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 burning fat when it needs, but it's also cleansing itself. So this is a, a good a good way. But then the other way is walking. And walking many people think it's not interesting at all. But actually what is so interesting with walking is that you can Train mentally while you cook. And yes, I agree. Really support your body to be more resilient.
1: Yeah. Um, there's so much mind game in everything that we do in awareness. So I think that something that really struck me most that I've been always wanted to ask you, and then let us um, discuss it in relation to professionals. Raina, you were a four-time gold medalist. In, Olympics, in the Olympics. Can you walk us through what were the changes? How were you back then? How were you training? Um, maybe reverse engineer it. So did you ever had the thought that I'm going to be a four-time you know, champion? I mean, was there ever a time that, okay, this is the only goal. So if this is the goal, how did you reverse engineer it? How did you make that happen? What were the factors in your life that you had to go through to reach that and four times?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, Casey. I wish I was four times gold Olympic. Was it four times? Oh, yeah. Or just four times Olympian. (laughs) It is really, uh, but that's an interesting conversation because actually, This is also the reason why I I have such an interesting uh, point of view on that, because Mm -hmm. I have been more than 10 times champions of France, European champion, and I have been four-time Olympic athlete. It means that every time I would show up, I was there. And actually, not everybody did it over and over again in the same field, the 100 meters holders, to show up on time, four times. I think we can count it in the the fingers. Not so many athletes in the world ever did that. And this I can say now because some people came to me and said, please stop saying that you didn't succeed, okay?" Because I was thinking because I didn't win Olympic gold medal, I was thinking I didn't make it. But then they came back to me with the data, and they showed me who did four-time Olympic Games in 100 meters further in this world. <laughs> who did show up over and over again yeah. and then I had to think okay so now the answer is more about that how come that you can reach your goals but you don't get the outcome that you expect okay this is interesting go ahead here right now mm. because we all can manifest but the results is different than what we expected. I went four times at the Olympic Games, but four times I didn't get the result that I expected, considering that already having done that is just phenomenal because not so many people did it in this world. So it all comes back again to these four pillars of health and especially the mental health issue which for me was that I was not fit to think about performance as competition. I was not fit to think about go or go home, die, uh, uh, kill the game, kill the competition. I'm gonna show you how great I am. I'm gonna show my big muscles. I'm gonna go here and fight the game and kill my opponents. I was not fit for that kind of mindset, but I was following that structure So every time I was going to the Olympics, I would make it first round, I would make it second round, I would make it, but the final rounds, when it was the last chance to go to the final, I was canceling, canceling my performance. Why? I remember the Olympic Games of London. I was number seven in the world. I run the first race perfectly, second race perfectly, the last race for the final. I did a full start. Four starts is on your mark set before the gun, I was gone. And then I was finished, you know. Oh, wow. So it's that kind of demonstration. Whenever we go to a direction and we are almost there, but the outcome is not what we want. There are two factors. The first factor is because we are so afraid self-sabotage not to succeed mm. and what happened when when there is fear sometimes fear is good to to succeed to, to run away this is what we call the fight of okay. flies mm. but when you are in this hyper in, the, in this high level competition you know what's the secret i'm gonna tell you now the secret mm. Mm -hmm. what is it the secret is to train your mind to shift consciousness from a fighting mode to a receiving mode receiving the joy of having the opportunity to express your talent fully in front of the whole world that's what everybody comes here for receiving the joy of being there and finally express yourself at your best perceiving that happiness. And then no matter what happened, you have been doing that. This is what you call giving your best.
1: So when you go through self-sabotage, Rina, because everybody gets into this, especially if they're about to hit something really, really big or something scary and uncomfortable. So as an Olympian yourself, you've gone through it. What was on your head whenever self-sabotage is talking over or wanting to overrule
2: you? You know, after a moment, the pain is so hard. You you can't handle it anymore. You have two options. You keep beating yourself and, 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 and blaming the world. Or you really face, look at yourself and you really start talking to that consciousness part of you. And you start listening to the voice. And that tells you, based on where you are now, you can't go any further. It's a pattern. You have to change that pattern. So for me, luckily that was the case. And this is why I'm so happy today to talk about all the failures. <laughs> and I'm not crying and I'm not ashamed because I really finally could understand where were the patterns. But so many people in top sport included are not aware of that, simply not. And they get mad and they become ill. Even they have injuries. Or they reproduce also failures at the very specific moment of their life. It means the moment that they have to deliver the performance. Mm. Because the mindsets, you know.
1: Mm.
2: So this is something I really could recommend is to get in, into that journey of consciousness. And it's not mental toughness, okay. Consciousness is not mental toughness.
1: Interesting. So Reina, when you chose to be fully supported, of course you are fully supported on your quest towards Olympics. And this is the same too, when you are an entrepreneur, you wanted to become supported as well as you journey through to the next level. What were the things that went through your head when you said, I'm going to be fully supported. I have a coach with me. And what is the importance of being supported actually in all facets that made you reach Olympics? What were the support that you
2: gave yourself that you can't afford? That's the the most important thing of the whole conversation. Mm. I had all the greatest coaches in the world, really. I was trained by the best coach. I I was followed by the best doctors. But people know what they know. They're here to give you the best. But at the end, it's you who is in front of millions of people. It's you who have to play the game. No Mm -hmm. one else can you. So the path of least resistance is a consciousness path, you only can do it. So of course, all the people to support you are so important. I could not go so far without all the people who have helped me. My coaches, my mentors, my daughters, that's, that's for sure, it's a key component. And also because I trusted them, mm. I also moved further. But. Still, the journey was filled with hurdles and obstacles. So it has also forced me to take um, fully responsible, 100% responsibility of everything that was happening to me and yeah. try to dig deeper to understand on a, on, a, on a deeper level.
1: I love that. I love it when you said it's 100% my responsibility I am supported, I have the best of the best, but at the end of the day, it's still me who's at the end of the line that I have to make it happen because I wanted it. I want it, I'm gonna claim it. So before we end this episode, I guess I have one more question for you. And because you are serving now professionals as you turn into this new leaf of your career arena, what are the actionable steps that you can share for maybe those who wanted to become Olympians themselves, or those who want to pursue a career in the sports, or maybe just as an entrepreneur, right? How can, what are the actionable steps that they have to go through in order for them to embody and also win every obstacle that they have, that they're going to encounter?
2: So the the actionable steps is, is a very interesting questions because it's all about sports and the beauty of sports. Whether you're trying to sell a project or services which is related to sports mindset leadership or you are an athlete yourself or even if you if you are just uh, someone who has a company who has to keep uh, keep running the company I think doing this this work together with yourself but also with your team on creating these three pillars of health as the core fundamental of your structure you know like like sitting all together and see how the company or the team is going to be at the best level in these three pillars of health. What are you going to do on a daily basis, mentally? Maybe meditation, um, 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 tra- uh, training with the book, for example. Um, what kind of nutritional nutrition you're going to do for your health? Because we know that nutrition is really what sustains our, our health. And what kind of physical activities this is really something to really take first. I know for some people, it's, I don't have time for that. Why would I do that? Because that's what is gonna make you stay long. This is really the core. And I, I always say that to, to everybody, even young talent that I'm supporting, I make sure these three fundamentals are really good. I make sure I give them access the to the, a great mental coach, a great nutritionist, um, a great physical coach or Pilates coach to make sure these three first pillars are really worked on a daily basis. This is really, if you are a founder of a startup, you launching a company, that's the same because if you don't consider these three pillars of health, you will burn out. So that's so important. And for women who, who are working and who are willing to become a mom, that's also the same. If we want to to have this body which is healthy inside and if we want to keep up with our career, we really need to work on our mental, physical, nutritional health as like the most important thing before the COVID. So this is what I I would say. Of course, I would love to answer more in details of the question because it must be personalized, but this is what I would say.
1: Okay, so we have a community question over here. And one of the question is, with all the conversations happening in the Olympics right now, when it comes to equality, what are your thoughts or opinion on those issues wherein women who had to go through testosterone, hormonal therapy and were disqualified and also those LGBT, of course, you know, the women goes to the men or the men to the women. I mean, those, all those things. What are your thoughts? Again, this is just a thought. This is just an opinion. It's not a statement. So I hope that you can answer that.
2: It's a very tough question. It's a very tough question. It's hard to answer. Uh, One athlete from Mozambique was not allowed to go to the Olympics because her her level of testosterone was too high and she's a woman, uh, 18 years old, I mean, devastating, you know. How can you, how can you overcome that? I mean, nature made you that way and now you can't participate because there are some standards. It's hard, it's really hard. And for the LGBT community, I think this is also a very interesting conversation we're having now because what they're asking is not to have to choose anymore, like to really assume how they are and just let them be who they are. So we are really in these times of total disruption where the rules are being rewritten. And it's the same for, for women and motherhood. This is also the same. So I think I see the future in a very bright perspective. And I really hope, I pray that we will find a good uh, consortium with that, that we will all be happy at But It's a very tough, it's a very tough question.
1: (laughs) It is very tough. Um, Again, thank you so much, Reina, for being here. How can they find you? Where can they find you? Um, How can they work with you?
2: I'm always available on LinkedIn because this is the best place where I can share on a professional level how you can transform yourself into a peak performer, but with consciousness, without forgetting these three pillars of health. And this is really the major uh, arena. And of course, I'm available if you want me to come to to speak at your uh, for your team, for your for your company. I, I will be also available for okay. that. Okay, I'm going to make sure that
1: I get to include your links to the show notes, Rina, and of course share this episode to as much people as I can. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, This ends today's episode. Um, hello everyone. Again, I hope that you learned so many things here with Raina. Um, She is featured actually just recently in Forbes. I wish I could understand all the French in there, but basically she spoke about leadership, also equality, and it's just amazing on how she was able to move forward and and go through this new stage in her life as an Olympian and now as a woman, helping professionals as well to go through the three pillars of health. Again, as a person who's also in Into work-life integration, it's really important that we take good care of ourselves first as we also help other people. And I hope that this resonates with you as well. Again, train like an athlete, do the repetition, show up the best way that it can, but also just as what Reina said, be happy, be joyful, and also have that conversation in your subconsciousness that this is a space where you belong. All right, so do drop me a message on Instagram or on LinkedIn. It's the same. It's Cassie Pajarillo on what you picked up on today's episode and we'd love to feature you or if you've got any questions at all, send it over and we'll endeavor to have that discussed on the succeeding episodes. You may also reach Reina anytime that you want. Or if you want, you can also connect with me and I'll definitely direct all your queries to her. Again, this is your Chief Encourager, your host, Cassie pajarito Braganza, Drive Ambition. Serve love, stay awesome. And remember you guys, there's work-life integration. Take good care of yourself first before others. I'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Reina.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: You just finished listening to another episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast by Cassie Pajarillo. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave Cassie a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. It's also available on Spotify and Google Podcast. Don't forget to tag Cassie Pajarillo on Instagram or Messenger straight on LinkedIn. You may also head over to the Ambitious Tribe with a Plan Facebook group and be encouraged by soul-aligned and ambitious humans on the planet. Remember, you can definitely build a better business.